Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. It's me, it's me, it's Mikey B, Mikey Bernier here. On this week's episode, we'll talk about the week that was week number three of play from around the Palm Beaches, as well as I will top into my power rankings for this week. I am joined this week with an interview segment by Palm Beach Diamondbacks manager Donnie Teachman. Uh, but before we go into what's happened around the league last week and what's going to go forward this week, I want to hit some breaking news. For those of you who have not checked the schedule, uh, there have been some changes made. June 25th and 26th, all the games that are scheduled that Saturday and Sunday will take place at the minor league complex of the Astros and Nationals at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, uh, right downtown West Palm Beach on the backfields where the minor league teams work and where players get some extra work during spring training. Uh, all of our teams will have at least a game on the fields that weekend. Head over to palmbeachbaseball.com now for more information about where your team is going to be playing and what day it's going to be playing there. Or if you're a fan and you follow a team, you can find out where that team is going to be playing that weekend right there at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. We will start our trip around the diamond this week in an absolutely loaded central division that had double headers galore from the St. Lucia's quad complex. The 9 a.m. slate saw the JEG Reds defeat the Panthers 18-1, the Astros defeated the Sugar Kings in a close game 3-2, and the Heat defeated the Expansion Warriors by a final score of 21-4. The afternoon slate saw a back-and-forth game between the Sugar Kings and the Heat, with the Sugar Kings getting the edge with a 7-6 victory. The JEG Reds defeated the Warriors 19-4, and the Astros clipped the Panthers by a final score of 10-6. All these teams have played four games in their division. Uh, the current standings in the Central, the Reds are 4-0 with a plus 53 run differential. The Astros and the Sugar Kings are both 3-1. The Astros have a plus 5 run differential, while the Sugar Kings are at plus 14. The Heat are 2-2 two two with a plus 22 run differential, while the Panthers and the Warriors are both 0-4 uh, with a minus 40 and a minus 54 run differential, respectively. We will move to the American division where the defending champion Delray Nationals stay undefeated. They defeated uh, Joey Mazio's led Palm Beach Marlins by a final score of 7-1. to one. The Padres get back in the win column after being clipped by the Delray Nationals last week. They defeated the Palm Beach Hurricanes by a final score of 16-10. to 10. For those Padres, it was Anthony Zaleski, a.k.a. Big Z, hitting another home run, his second in three weeks, and driving in three runs to help power the Padres' offense. Ivani Valdez pitched four innings, gave up two runs. The Hurricanes offense came up, came to life late, but they were unable to get back in the game any further than 16 to 10. And finally, the final game in the American division, it saw the tribe crack the wind of wind of wind column. I can't talk in the spring season, defeating the angels by a final score of 10 to three. The win on the mound goes to last week's guest, Kimont Kesey. He went seven innings, allowed eight hits, three runs, all of which were earned while walking three and punching out 10. Andrew Link through the last inning for Tribe, getting a one strikeout and setting the Angels down in order. The loss for the Angels on the mound gets straddled to Gabby Gonzalez. He went three and two-thirds, allowed six hits, six runs, five of which were earned, three walks, and struck out six. Uh, I did not get the name of the second reliever, or excuse me, the first reliever, the second pitcher for the Angels. Uh, he threw the ball really well, though. Um, he went two and a third. He allowed one hit, one run, while punching out five. And finally, former Palm Beach Met Ryan Romero finished it up, throwing the last inning for the Angels, allowing three hits, three runs, all of which were earned, and striking out one. The offensive leaders for Tribe saw Anthony Melli go two for three. Cal Lockridge went two for four with three RBIs and two runs scored. Ken Link, the third, hit an RBI double, and Sam Moss went two for two 
with two runs scored, an RBI, and a triple. The standings so far through the first three games of the season for the American Division are as followed. The Delray Nationals are 3-0 with a plus-14 run differential. The Padres are 2-1 with a plus-3 run differential, as are the Hurricanes. That's that's an interesting stat. They're both plus-3. The Marlins are 1-2. They are minus-3. The Tribe are 1-2. They are minus-4. And finally, the Angels sitting at 0-3 at minus-13. Finally, we'll go to the National Division, and we will start with a game that lived up to the hype as the game of the week that saw the South Florida Beach Bums defeat the Palm Beach Diamondbacks by a final score of 9-8 in 10 innings. This game was a wild back-and-forth game. The Diamondbacks offense came out firing early as they scored two in the first, four in the second, and two in the third to knock out uh, Beach Bums starting pitcher Rick, Rick Schnur. Rick went two and a third, allowed 10 hits, eight runs, six of which were earned, and had four strikeouts. And this is where it became the Mike Wassong show. Mike kept the Diamondbacks fooled as he went the last seven and two-thirds, only allowing two hits and striking out 12. The loss gets straddled to Chris Capaletti as he threw the last inning and two-third, giving up an unearned run that ended up being the game ender. He came in relief after Kenny Silverstreet went the first eight, allowing six runs, five of which were earned and striking out four. The offensive leaders for the Diamondbacks saw league photographer Keith Buck go three for four with a run scored and three RBIs. Octavio went two for two with two runs scored for the Diamondbacks. Now for the Beach Bums, their leadoff hitter, I don't have his first name, I just have Myatt, went three for four with a double, a triple, and two runs scored and an RBI. League president Dave Sally went two for four with a run scored and three RBIs to help power the Beach Bums in their comeback victory. We also have the Palm Beach Red Sox defeating the Derby Sluggers by a final score of 18 to 8. The score does not show how close this game actually was. I got some information about this game a little while ago from Red Sox manager Paul Chassie. The Red Sox got out to an early 6-1 lead before the Sluggers rattled off 7 unanswered to go up 8-6, to but the Red Sox scored the last 12 of the game to put away the Sluggers with a final score of 18-8. to Paul Chassie got the win going 5, while Austin Price pitched 4 shutout innings in relief of Chassie. The offense was powered by Sheldon Carroll, who went 3-4 for four with 2 doubles, Stephen Skeen went three for six, and every Red Sox had a hit on the day. For the for the Sluggers, Aquilius went two for four with two doubles. Cameron went one for four with a double and three RBIs. Nick went one for four with a double and three RBIs as well. Um, for uh, this, uh, I also have been reached out to by the manager of the Derby Sluggers, who I'm going to respond to later this week. Uh, I've been setting up uh, interviews, so please bear with me. I'm going to get back to you this week. I'm going to get you guys on the show real quick because I do want to talk to you guys because I love what you guys are doing. Finally, the final game in this division saw the Palm Beach Thunder power past the Caribbean Stars with a final score of 14-2. to The win on the mound goes to Caleb Pitts, who surrendered two runs on one hit and seven walks and six strikeouts, uh, two earned runs for the Thunder, Loss gets straddled to Josh Rivera, who went six innings, uh, allowed up 14 hits, nine runs while striking out four. The Thunder offense was powered by Wisley Correa, who went three for four with three doubles and five RBIs. Mike Deluyu, I'm not pronouncing that right. I know I'm not, and I apologize for that. Went three for four with three RBIs, and Matt Zemark went three for five. The National League Division, excuse me, the National Division is wide open and is paced with a four-way tie deadlocked at two and one the thunder are two and one with a plus 11 run differential the diamondbacks are two and one with a plus 15 the red Sox are two and one with a plus 15 as well and the south florida beach bumps are two and one with a minus three run differential the caribbean stars are one and two with a minus 10 run differential and finally the derby sluggers are zero and three with a minus 28 run differential that is your trip around the scoreboard 
Uh, I'm going to go get ready for my interview with Donnie. Um, so the next time you hear my soothing voice, I'll be joined by the manager of the Palm Beach Diamondbacks. Uh, we'll talk about some fun stuff there. I actually break the news to Donnie about the, the stuff that I broke to you guys a little earlier about the ballpark of the Palm Beach stuff. So we'll get some general reaction from Donnie about that. Uh, that's more to come right here on Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. Sunny Days and Double Plays, the interview edition is live. I am joined by the manager and player of the Palm Beach Diamondbacks, Mr. Donnie. Donnie, what's going on, buddy? What's happening, Mike? How you doing? Good, buddy. Um, glad to have you in. Uh, you are now guest number, I believe it's three on the show? Four? I'll take number three. I don't even remember anymore. It's it's been crazy. Um, you had a got you guys... double time on one one episode. Yep, yep. I had Mikey and and Ivani together. The the one uh, I've had Kimont and Ken. So you know you're number four. Oh, dropping down the ranks. Sorry. Uh, glad to have you on. Um, for those of you in the league, uh, you probably have played with and or against Donnie uh, for a very long time. As I remember Donnie being in. With the Royals back whenever I joined with Nelson's Rough Riders. Do you even know what year that was? I don't even know. Uh, I want to say it was 2013. Okay, so I was with the Hurricanes maybe two years before that. Okay. So, yeah, let, let, let's start. So, you was the Hurricanes your first team? Or yeah, it was somebody else before them. Hurricanes was my first team in this league. Okay, that was with uh, Russell McLean. Okay, RIP. and then I know you were the Royals, weren't you guys the Reds as well for a little while? Royals and Reds. That was um, that was with Papo. Papo, and... yeah, Papo, and then Mike, I believe, ran the Royals yep. as well. With and then he turned it into the Diamondbacks. Yep. So yeah. So that's that's the, uh, the 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 craziness that is uh, the I guess it was NABA. It's now MSBL. Uh, yeah, I still can't remember what that when it transitioned. I don't even know remember when that was. Um, was it when Sally was, took over? Yeah, Sally took over. I think we finished out that year as part of NABA, and then I think we transitioned that next full season to the the MSBL league rules. There you go. All right. No, so, um, so I, I have the wrap up that I talked about before the interview. Um, so you, you won't hear that yet because I'm doing this interview with you separately. Um, tough one last week. Got out to Super. a early lead um, against the, the South Florida Beach Bums. Um, we're unable to unfortunately hold on to that game for for you guys. Um, I had you. Last week, I believe in the number three spot in the power rankings going into that game against the Beach Bums. Um, from your perspective, I guess, let me ask you, what went right, what went wrong um, in that game against the Beach Bums? Our hitting was immaculate. We've been, since game one, we've been doing well hitting. Um, our defense, I guess, was real shaky. A couple of people had to use the bathrooms at the wrong time. And... Uh, we, we had other position players in the wrong spots. And it took one inning for them to just scrape on back. They were getting some good hits. Uh, and I, I believe I left my pitcher in, Kenny, uh, a little bit too long. 
Um, but I like to not manage as much because we're all, you know, a bunch of grown guys playing baseball. So mm-hmm. I like to let everybody play. He wanted to keep the rock and we just kept making errors. So that was those, about it. Those are, those are the unfortunate situations uh, that teams run into. I know we've oh, run that's, into it a that's lot. Baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We run You're into it a lot, eight runs uh, and lose nine eight. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh we we've done that a couple of times. I remember uh when I first went from the Mets to the Panthers, and we came on pitched against us. We scored we scored like seven runs against them in the first inning. Came on no hit us for the next eight innings, and we won like seven to six. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's one of those freaky things. Um. So I, I got the box score from you, and then Dave sent it to me also. So I was kind of looking at both box scores. Um, on Dave's, it said that that Mike pitched the last seven and two-thirds, so he went into the extra inning um, and only gave up two hits. It yeah. seems like your offense was 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 on top of Rick early, and it just seemed what, – what was the difference when Mike came in? Is it is it seeing it from the left side instead of the right side? Is it – is it Mike's breaking ball? Was there something that made it almost harder to hit against Mike than it is against Rick? He he was definitely on his game. Um, he's he's definitely got that big curveball. Left side is definitely a different outlook. Um, I don't know if uh, Rick had his full stuff on it, but his his slider was a little bit noticed. I think he was relying on his slider, his, his curveball that he had. And a lot of us were sitting on it. Um, but uh, Mike came in and he shut us down. Uh, the velocity was good too. He had some nice velocity. One of the best, one of, one of the better pitchers we have in this league, in my opinion. I remember uh, when Mike first joined the league, he, uh, he, Lou put him on the Yankees that one season that they were, that they were a team. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's about the Yankees. <laughs> and we played them and Mike pitched against us when we were the Braves. So this was my last season before the expanded. And I remember Mike like pulled his like groin in like the third inning against us and pitched the next like five innings on like a hampered groin. And we only won like seven to four or something. It was like the craziest thing in the world. I'm like, if that guy's able to do that on like an injured groin, I want to see like how great he would be like at full strength. So seeing seeing the the stat line that that Dave sent me, it, it was, I was very impressed with that. Um, I know that he also is pitching in the federal league with the, I guess they're the stars, but it's a lot of the guys from the Delray Nationals. Um, so oh, okay. I know he's getting I know he's getting some work there. I follow a bunch of those guys on social media. Um, shout out to those guys. Uh, but yeah, no, Mike, Mike, I saw Mike's line. Um, it was it was impressive, um, but I still think that you guys are a team to obviously compete with in that division. Um, I, I've talked a little bit at length with people off air um, that our division, uh, I guess we're the national and you're the American or vice versa. Um, those two divisions are absolutely loaded um, when it comes to teams. And, I, and I've said it before. I said I think this is the uh, – it's showing that this league is getting immensely deeper. And it's becoming what it was towards the tail end of when Lou was around. Um, I had a lot of really good interactions with Lou Palmer. Um, he wasn't he wasn't always uh, the best at communicating things, but I always uh, I always cherished my, my my time with Lou, uh, my talks and stuff like that. 
Yeah, um, he was so much information from that guy. Oh yeah, because on a good day, like, on a good day. Oh, <laughs> you, you could you could literally um, sit there. You could talk to him about rulings. You could talk to him about thought processes. You could talk to him about anything. And Lou always had something to talk to you about. Uh, he always had a comeback for it. He always had advice, things like that. Um, I'll say this much. I, I will say that I miss Lou a lot. Um, it was unfortunate when we lost Lou. Um, you know, I, I think Lou was one of the better baseball minds in, in the area. Um, Absolutely. But I, I, can't, I can't say anything negative about uh, what Dave has done because Dave Dave took this league from whenever Lou relinquished it to, uh, to him. And uh, he's gotten us back to 18 teams. I mean, it's a hard, probably, hard time, too. That's a lot of work he put in to do this, too. Absolutely. 18, 18 teams. He could probably get us another two. We could probably be at 20 by next season if, if we really wanted, if we really, really had the availability. So uh, much, much kudos to league president Dave Sally. Um, but let's get back to you, Donnie. Um, your team, two and one. Uh, last week I had you guys in the number – What I had Number three, week? I believe. The number two. I had you in the two. I had you in the two spot last week, uh, as you and the Nationals and the Reds were all undefeated. Um, I had dropped the Padres due to their loss to the Nationals. Um, I dropped you guys this week. I'm going to break the news here, and then I'm, I'm I'll go over it at the end of the show. I have you guys at the sixth spot right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, obviously, I have the Nationals still at number one, defending champions. They haven't lost. I can't. I can't bump them down. Um, the Padres are two and one. They've looked good. Their only losses to the Nationals. The Reds are at at four and zero, oh, and I, I think they've only given up seven total runs against. Um, and then I have the logjam of like you guys, the Thunder, and the Beach Bums, like right there at four through six. And you guys are all oh, in that man. division. You're all in that division with each other. Um, I did put the Beach Bums ahead of you, obviously because of the win, which I think makes sense. But I don't want it to be something where, like, I I think the world of you guys. I love playing with you guys. I love playing against you guys. I think our games Absolutely. are always super competitive. Sunday baseball, um, good times, happy vibes. Yeah, no, and I uh, and I'll and I'll tell anybody this. Um, I I said it. I think I had this in a talk with Kimon when I talked to him on the interview segment. I said uh, in the word association game that I'm going to play with you here in a few minutes. Um, when I t- we talked about the Diamondbacks, his his word was close. It's always close, no matter. What's going on, no matter if you guys have your number one or we have our number one or, or whatever it is, it's like that game is always like 5-4, 4-2, 7-4. always one of those games where it's like, man, I can't make a move without having to like second-guess myself four times before I make it. And I think that's, that's, how, that's what's really cool about this league. I'm a big fan of this league because of that. It's like I I like playing against you guys. I like the the chess game of trying to figure out how we're gonna get a step ahead of you guys while you guys are trying to fucking counteract it. So I, I love that about the league. I love that about um you know, and I love it about your guys' team. And I think that's what I'm getting to here is well, we, got, I mean, we got fire on our you know I mean we're we're ready to rumble and and just win it out. But there's also those times where we're supposed to have fun and you know. It's no, not absolutely. always about the, the the W, but it is in the end of the game. But we, you know, let's have fun. 
I don't want to get in any fights or scuffles or arguments. I, I don't really like that, but there's always heated situation at times where, you know, big plays happen or, you know, there's a little smack talk here and there, but we all got to keep it good sportsmanlike. No, I'm absolutely. pretty powerful, so hopefully nobody takes me too seriously. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, that's one of the good things uh, about the situation is if things start to get a little bit too serious, you, you can always bring it back to, to earth with a, with a laugh and, and that that's definitely appreciated um, at least for myself and other people that I know of that have, that have played against you and played with you. Um, let's talk a little bit about your team, obviously a uh, league photographer and friend of the show, Keith Buck veteran of the league. Um, what does Keith bring to the table for you guys when it comes to both offense and, and his, his knowledge of, of this league? Oh, he's like my manager too. He he goes out there and and does the umpire meetings, and he goes out there and and does all the the rules and and you know questionable plays. But he's he's clutch in our lineup, man. Anywhere I put him, he he tacks on an RBI, he tacks on hits. I think he got a double last game. I saw <laughs> that he was like two for three he, for three or two. He's for on two. fire. And, 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 you know, he's from Port St. Lucie, so. He's an hour drive. I mean, he, he's got to get in there. He's he's my old timer too, so he's yeah. my ride or die. He he was the best man at my wedding too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Buck's Buck's definitely one of a kind. We love Buck here. Um, I'm gonna get Buck on the show as soon as I can. Our shows oh, yeah. have been a little uh, conflicting. Um, Buck was supposed to be one of my first guests, and I had to I had to backpedal to, to Ken because Buck had a uh, had some photography stuff that he couldn't. Move yeah, he's for me and my schedule was crazy. So I am going to click on here very soon. Um, for any of you guys that are not following the league website, Palm Beach Baseball on Facebook, please follow them. Keith posts pictures of all the teams that he takes. Does great work with all that stuff. So definitely uh, follow the league page there. Also, he is B Savage Photography. Follow his photography page there. You can get information great on him. Photos. Yes, great photos. Back to your team, though. Um, a guy that I played in, I played with in the, um, I guess it's the kickoff classic that we had, um, Busky. Um, I can't say enough about the way that Busky plays. Um, the guy is all over the place and makes plays that I don't understand how are physically possible at points. He's um, got range, man. Range for days. So what 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 is it that 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 and, and I can't again his hits from both sides of the plate takes great approaches. I, I mean I don't know more of a team first guy than than Busky. Um, what is it? I guess I guess besides that stuff, what what is what does Busky do for you guys to help get that motor running? Because I know he's a guy that hits it towards the top of your lineup. And for some reason, every time I look over and we're either playing you guys or I can see what's going on, he's either on the base path or he's making some play at shortstop that I have to look back Ken and go, how the hell did somebody just make this play? Every game there's something questionable. It's it, he, he holds our middle infield together for sure. Uh, I would think he's our captain of the team or at least the infield. Um, he – Again, he like you said, he hits from both sides of the the, the plate, and he, he either strokes it or he beats it out with his speed. Or actually, he's he's been a walk magnet. Like he's either he's got an eagle eye or he gets drilled one way or another. He gets on base. 
and that's uh that's a key thing we need for scoring runs for our number two hitter um because he's always number two i i, I leave uh mitchell there on top mm-hmm. he's a little little quicker and he's another uh ball magnet too he just hits him i don't know how he is this guy's a po and he just he's hitting above 400 when when you, when you can get uh help like that from a po it, it's 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 a good thing it's a good problem to have yeah he doesn't pitch anymore apparently uh, i mean he does but his arms not like it used to be but uh all in uh, high school and or at least at least in college i believe he was just a po hasn't swung a bat until he got in this league and he's he's been leading our team for two seasons now Stroking. Um, all right, so let's go. Let's go to my favorite part of these interviews. We're going to go to the word association game. I'm going to give you either a player or a team, and I want you just to tell me the first word that pops to your head, and then give me a little explanation on why that word is the word that pops in your head. Um, we'll start with we'll, we'll we'll start with a team in your division. Um, we'll start with the Palm Beach Red Sox. I would say family. It's always nice hanging out and playing with them. Uh, I got Casey on that side. On that side of the, the team, uh, he's really good friends with my, with me and my wife. Uh, well, his wife is. We're all best friends, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime we go and play them, it's like you said, it's a close one. It's a one-two game or a five-six-five uh, game, probably in the late in the game too um always some key plays that happens when we're playing them absolutely um formerly the palm beach gators now they are los padres los padres they're pretty um i want to say amped up they're ready to go they they want it all and i like that fire and energy that they got yeah, they're definitely they're definitely on the fired up energy side. I've I've shared a dugout with those guys. I've played against those guys for they get loud. They get loud. That that they definitely do. Um, so we 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 talked a little bit about um Mike Wasung in the in the conversation about the beach bums. Um, another guy that I know pitches very well and has pitched very well in this league is a guy who's making his return as a member of the Caribbean Stars, Josh Rivera. Oh, man. Uh, I just know him as on our team. Uh, I had him on my team for two seasons, I believe. And I want to say he's family, too. But uh, this will be my first game facing him <laughs> this coming Sunday. He's we That's our uh, 12 o'clock game, I believe. Yeah, I think you guys play them at twelve thirty, and I think who do you have? You have who do you have at the nine? Hurricanes, have, the Hurricanes, the Canes at nine. So we got two rowdy games coming up. You got yeah, you got two, you got two big ones coming up back to back. You got a a two and one Hurricane team, and then you have uh, the one and two Caribbean Stars who are in your division, who uh, are a team that's going to be competitive um, for once, sure. Once they once they start getting the pieces in sync and back together again. Um, I guess I guess let's. I, I would be remiss to not get your words on the defending 
champion the three and O Delray Nationals. Oh. Hmm. Pain in the ass. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know how they do it. They just reach down deep in their roster every time they, they play us. I don't think we've seen really good pitching. Um, their defense is always really great, so you can't really hit much. You know, there's not many holes to hit to. Um, yeah, they're, t- they're tough every game. We always we, – I think we've lost to them. It's always been a one-run game to them, too. Mm-hmm. I believe we we beat them a couple times, but it's like three four seasons now that you know we're definitely under five hundred on that. Yeah, uh, I, I, we we we've we've fallen under the five hundred. I know we we played them the first time they they blew the doors off of us. The second time we played them, I think uh, Kemont baffled them for a little while. And we we snuck one out like six four or something, and then it's like ever since then it's just like. I can't find this hole. I can't find a, a, a play to make. The, the cards always fall good on their side. But, Every um, time. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a thing. Um, we're we're looking towards it. So we're working for it. No, absolutely. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the schedule. Um, and I guess we can finish. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the word association with this. Uh, Dave has actually gotten us games at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, the outside fields. Oh, yeah. I didn't even um, see that. Yeah, the, the weekend of June 25th and 26th, it's a Friday and a Saturday. Um, so if, you, if, if you're just like Donnie and you guys haven't heard about this, please go over to the website, palmbeachbaseball.com. Click on your division. You can see who you're playing, Definitely. what field you're playing on. Um, we used to have access to the the Marlins and Cardinals stuff at Roger Dean under Lou. Here's to us hoping that this turns into a partnership with Fit Team and the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. What is it? What is it going to be like to step on a on a field like that again? I guess let me get your opinion on those oh. those fields. I, I can't wait. The ground's going to be nice. The ball's going to you're going to receive a ball real well. There ain't going to be no much divots out there. Oh man. That's gonna be great. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad I was able to break that news to you on this on this interview, so I can get your real. I feel like the ball's roll. gonna fly on that day. <laughs> uh, it could, it could, it definitely could. Um, last thing I want to word association word associate with. Um, I did it with Ivani and Mike. I'll do it with you. I would be uh, remiss to not finish with our squad tribe. Uh, what's your word association for us? Hmm. Depth. You got you got some people over there that you know that have their key spots and certain roles that each of you play. You're not afraid. I like, of I, like, I like depth. Depth is a good word. I've said family too many times. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I like depth. Depth's a good word, though, because uh, we're definitely a, a team that. I mean, if you, if you have to find a pitcher each inning, you can probably do it. Close. I, I mean, are you asking me to go out there and shot put a baseball up there? Because I mean, yeah, throw them Ephesus out there, you're bound to get a ground ball. 
Um, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't want to toot my own horn, but now that we've brought up my EFIS, um, I would just like to state for the record, um, I got former NFL wide receiver Rashard Matthews to hit a ball about 315 feet off of me to the left field fence at St. Lucius that went for an out. That that went for an out. Yes, it, it ended up in somebody's glove. Oh, that's awesome! That's perfect. <laughs> I was like, yes. You hit it really far, and it didn't go over the fence. That's right. Yeah, no. So uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely fun to uh, get up there every once in a while and and throw it if I need to. But I, I do like the word depth because that's something that we like to have is is guys that can fill in if guys aren't there or sick or work or stuff like that. So that's something that, that me and Ken have like to pride ourselves on is is the ability to be deep in spots where, oh, our shortstop isn't here. Well, we got a guy that can fill in. Our second yep. baseman isn't here. We got a guy that can fill in. And it doesn't hurt us because, as you've said, uh, especially in that game that you guys had this week against the, the, the Beach Bums, defense, like, oh, we had someone who had to go do something and wasn't playing the position I need them at, and it ended up costing us. And the, the, the small mistakes. It, it, and that's something where it may not come up on the box score as, a, as an error, but it's like, oh, this guy right. was – playing out of play out of place yeah could have got a double play on it and instead of we got one out and then the next guy hit a double in the gap and they scored a run it, and it, it's, take, it's, it takes that one that one little mix-up to start a river correct <laughs> and I, it actually that actually happened against uh for us against um the marlins when we played them um for, we got the first two guys out real quick uh the game and then um colin threw a curveball that the guy check swinged on we had came up behind the plate because uh, Ken the third was out of town. Gary, who was one of our normal catchers, uh, just had a baby, so he's not going to be around as much. So Kemont volunteered to put the gear on, and the ball skipped off of the inside of the glove and rolled to the backstop. So the guy got to first. They scored five runs. Yep. With with two outs after we had the third out, right there. So it's one of those things where. The, when, just how baseball works. Open, exactly. When you let the dam open, you get you, you can't you can't stop it now. Yeah, baseball works in mysterious ways, just as such. You put a Kemont, he's he's either a pitcher or what an outfielder, right? Or no, second base. Uh, second baseman. Right. You put him behind the plate. The ball. I mean, he's a catcher, so the ball's going to find him. But in baseball, yeah. the theory, the ball will find you when you're not in your spot. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. There have been a couple times where I've had to play outfield, and I'm like. Oh man, nobody's hit the ball to right field in like. As soon as you go there, first you go, <laughs> right and he can make you run too. <laughs> yeah, so no, so I, yeah, I definitely, I uh, definitely pride myself in the in the depth comment. So I appreciate that. Um, before I wrap it up with you, uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity now. Uh, anything you want to plug, any, anybody you want to give a shout out to, stuff like that, and then we'll wrap this up. Well, shout out to you know Sally for keeping the league. Uh, keeping it going because he's just a, a kid that wants to keep the dream alive too. Um, he's doing big boy things for everybody else for us to play and have that competition. Shout out to uh, you know Buck Nasty, uh, Keith Buck with his photography and Be Savage. Shout out to you, my man. Uh, I'm a, uh, a a listener. <laughs> I'm a big fan, Thanks, bud. So you know, I'm I'm gonna. Not looking forward to listen to me, but I'm looking forward to you know, <laughs> talking about baseball. Uh, it, 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 this has been a good one. It, it, it's been uh, it's been appreciated. We went through some technical difficulties. For those of you guys that don't know at home, we we tried to sync up a couple times in this this app that I use to record this thing. Yeah, um, I'm not tech savvy. Kept, so. 
kept kicking us out of the out of the out of the chat. So I was able to get uh, Donnie on. Fun interview. I'm glad I was able to uh, to get you on the show. Um, doubleheader this week. You guys have the Canes in Game One, the Caribbean Stars in Game Two. Um, best of luck for that. Uh, I'll be looking out for... Come on out. We want some fans. Absolutely. You know, uh, both of your games are baseball. at St. Lucius, right? Yeah, both games. Both of your games are at St. Lucius this weekend. So if you're in the Palm Beach area, head on out to the St. Lucius Quad Complex um, in West Palm, or I guess it's technically Lake Worth, uh, Florida, uh, yep. at the uh, St. Lucius High School. Um, you can check out a uh, full slate of games. I think there's eight total games going on there this weekend, uh, Sunday starting at 9 and 1230. Um, other than that, Donnie, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm going to get you back on here I'm going to get you back on here and uh, probably uh, – oh, actually, the last question I didn't get to ask you. I've asked everybody else this question, so I'm going to ask you it before I wrap it up. Ooh, let's go. I'm I'm going to pitch this to Dave when I eventually get him on the show. Um, I know Dave has listened to the show, but I'm going to pitch it to him because I want a hard answer for it. I would like for us to, as a league, bring back the All-Star game. 100%. Okay. That's so my, my – my thought I, I'm working on ways that I want to do this. Uh, the first thing, the first one that I came up with was that we take two, two members from every team and give us, that gives us 36 players. And we pick a random manager out of a hat and you do like the fantasy draft where you draft your rosters. And then on a Sunday or a late Saturday night, if we can get the light somewhere or a Sunday after the regular season, after the, the playoffs are over, we just play the all-star game. That would be and, awesome. And, and during the All-Star game, we would have a home run derby. And only only you would think how intricate this would be. <laughs> oh, I, I just think it'd be fun to do something where it's like – because you, you could do something where it's like, okay, you're going to do the, the all the Central in one, all the American and all the, the, the National, and do it where you could do like a round-robin thing where everybody plays each other and you determine who's the champion based off of that. But it's one of those things where we, we may not be the deepest league – uh, in pitching right. after playing yeah, five games, and going for sure, absolutely. No, so that's why I was saying if we can get eighteen guys a, a team, we can get guys that go out throwing in and, and have fun. And I think it'd be fun to see everyone come out in their in their uniforms and in their jerseys and oh, do yeah. all the fun stuff with that. So uh, for the home derby, game. we might have to pull the fence in a little bit, though. I oh, want to be able to get one. one of those. We might put up one of those like tearaway fences uh, at like the the however many feet mark. We may move yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. We'll have that conversation. I, I just wanted your opinion. So y- let's see. I've Ken has been a yes. Kimon's been a yes. Vani and Mikey have been a yes. You're a yes. I'm I think the only one you might get is from Sally, but I'm not hoping for that one. Well, I'm gonna get this going. Trust me. I'll, I'll find a way to make this work. I'm gonna go for it. Make it happen, Donnie. I appreciate. I appreciate the time, buddy. Um, Good luck this weekend. I will not be at our game, so I will not be able to check in with you guys uh, going out of town for my daughter's birthday. But I wish you guys the best of luck. I look, thank you. I look forward to seeing the stats that you guys are going to send me because I know you send them to me right away. Looking forward to see what's going on. Best of luck this week. Best of luck the rest of the way, and I will see you soon, buddy. Thanks, Mike. Have a good week. Yeah, buddy. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. Again, thank you to Donnie for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, we worked through some technical difficulties that were very frustrating at points. Um, but I'm really glad I was able to be on here because that was a lo- that was a lot of fun. Uh, without any further ado, let's get to the preview this week and the power rankings. 
uh, so that we can wrap this thing up and get ready for some baseball action from the Palm Beaches. Uh, the American Division, we got some interleague play as well as some division games continuing. The 2-1 Palm Beach Hurricanes will take on the 2-1 Diamondbacks. The 0-3 Angels will clash with the 1-2 Caribbean Stars, and the 1-2 Tribe will take on the Derby Slugger. All three of those games will take place at the St. Lucia's Quad Complex at 9 a.m. The afternoon slate sees the Angels taking on the division-leading Delray Nationals, who are 3-0 at St. Lucia's, while the Padres, who are 2-1, will take on the 1-2 Marlins from the West Boynton Athletic Complex. Uh, we have some of those interdivision matchups, the National and the American League with the crossover this week that we already talked about with the D-backs and the Hurricanes, the Tribe and the Derby Sluggers, and the Angels and the Caribbean Stars. The rest of the National Division lines up as followed. We have the Beach Bums taking on the Red Sox, while the Thunder will play the Derby Sluggers at 12 o'clock, uh, and the Diamondbacks will play the Caribbean Stars, both teams in a doubleheader, all of those from the St. Lucia's Quad Complex as well. The Central Division will wrap up action this week. They will see the 3-1 Astros take on the 2-2 two two Heat from Dyer Park at 9 a.m., while the 0-4 Warriors take on the 0-4 Panthers from St. Lucius at 9 a.m., and finally the 12-30 tilt between the 3-1 Sugar Kings and the 4-0 JEG Reds from the St. Lucius quad. Now, the fun part. The part that you guys are waiting to see, or hear, I should say, the power rankings. Um, some guys have moved. Some things have changed. We're here to talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I broke the news to Donnie where those guys were. He understood. He, he took it in good spirit. So I appreciate that from him. Without any further ado, uh, I have the Warriors sitting in 18th place. No change there. The Panthers in 17th with no change there. The Derby Sluggers in 16th with no change there, and the Angels in 15th with no change there. Uh, these teams are all they're, – they're, they're not far off from getting victories, and I see it. Um, we played the Angels. They played really well at the start of that game. Um, there was just one or two little things that, that just didn't break their way that broke our way. Um, that game could have went a completely different direction very quickly. Um, so, yeah, I'm not writing out any of these teams in the bottom four yet. They're, they're all competitive. They're all going to – get there and and I'm I'm expecting things to keep continuing getting tougher in this league as I talked to, to uh, talked about with Donnie so uh 15 through 18 just because you're there right now doesn't mean you're staying there so I, I think that there's a real competitive level that's just going to keep going up 14th I have the Caribbean Stars 13th I have the Tribe 12th I have the Marlins 11 I have the Heat 10 I have the Sugar Kings 9 is the Astros Eight is the Red Sox. Seven is the Hurricanes. Six is the Diamondbacks. Five is the South Florida Beach Bums. Fourth place, I have the Palm Beach Thunder. Three, I have the JEG Reds. Second, I have the Los Padres team. And in first place, I have the defending champions for the third straight week. I have the Delray Nationals leading the way on the power rankings. Um, that's it. That's the show for this week. I appreciate you guys. Listening as always, I appreciate you guys giving me all the feedback. Um, I unfortunately will not be at my game this week, um, going out of town for my daughter's birthday. Um, so if you come over to the tribe side and can't find me, that's why. Uh, hit me up on any social medias that you guys have me on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Fat Kid Certified SE. Twitter is at They Call Me Burn, B E R N, last four letters. Uh, you can hit me up on any of those. Um, more than glad to, to work with you guys on getting you guys on this show. 
Um, I got a couple of interviews lined up next week. I have junior from the JEG reds scheduled the following week. I have Charleston, O, former manager of the flamingos coming on the show. Uh, those are my next two interviews set up here. Um, anybody else that wants to get on the schedule, please reach out to me or you can email the show at palm uh, podcast PB baseball at gmail.com. Other than that, guys, I'm going to get, I'm going to get out of here so we can get ready for some baseball. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate all the, the love and feedback. You guys are making this a lot of fun for me. Um, but uh, that's it for this week's show. Uh, we will see you guys on the diamond right here from sunny days and double plays, a Palm beach baseball podcast. Thank you.